eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast now. Here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. This is Faraz Sadiqi, Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Thanks for joining, everyone. This is the Waiver Wire Show. Going into week 13, we have six teams on by Buffalo, Chicago, Vegas, Minnesota, Giants, Baltimore. This is a big bye week. This week and next week, we have a bunch of teams on by. Uh, this is like really awkward timing for bye weeks, right? We're all trying to make our way into the fantasy playoffs. We have some of our key guys missing, you know, not having Stefan Diggs when you're trying to make a playoff push uh, isn't ideal, right? DJ Moore, Josh Allen, right? We have to wait another week for Justin Jefferson, uh, Saquon, not ideal. Lamar Jackson, all these guys, not ideal, but we got to make do. We got to do what we can. We got to fight. We got to scrap and claw to make it into the playoffs. Okay. So I'm going to get into some QB streamers at the end here. Uh, I have a list of players who are rostered in less than 50% of leagues. That those That's the main kind of segment of the show. But uh, just a few guys who are rostered in more than 50% of leagues, but like less than maybe 65%, 60% or so. Okay, just in case they're available, just want to shout them out just in case, you know, you might want to check, right? In most competitive leagues, these guys are probably not going to be available, but it's worth checking uh, if you're in a 10 or 12 team league with a lot of guys dropping, you know, after one down week, you know, a lot of people are in leagues like that, or maybe you have a shallow bench, those type of leagues, we can see that happen. Okay, so Josh Downs, right? He would be my number one priority this week if he's available. 32% target share this past week. Keaton Mitchell, Baltimore Ravens running back, would be number two because of the fact that he led that backfield in opportunities and snaps on Sunday night. Check if Isaiah Likely is available. 
Uh, I think I prefer Frymuth, like then likely, and then maybe Juwan Johnson in that order if I need a tight end. Uh, Christian Watson, also check if he's available. He was dropped in a lot of leagues, finally did his thing on Thanksgiving. He was targeted downfield. He led the team in air yards, but also tied Jaden Reed with a 25% target share as well. It's been frustrating with Watson, no doubt, but this could be the start of something. Maybe. Who knows? Let's start with Jaden Reed. Okay. Uh, in terms of guys who are less than 50% rostered, for some reason he's still less than 50% rostered. He should be picked up. He's he's my number one priority of the week out of these guys. Coming into week 12, Jane Reed had multiple top 20 finishes. He had the two uh top he had two top 12 finishes in weeks 10 and 12. Uh, but he didn't have the target share to match, right? He was still like a must-add. He ended up coming through big time on Thanksgiving with the touchdown. Uh, he only had 34 yards receiving, but his eight targets made up a 25% target share. Okay, that's that that first game where like, okay, now he has a target share to match now, right? Now, Christian Watson, like I mentioned, also ended up with a 25% target share, according to Fantasy Life data as well. He had a big game, but, you know, is it here to stay, right? It, it's it's kind of crazy that all these Packers wide receivers should be and are rostered in most leagues. It's not like any of them are must plays every week. But they all come through at times. It's just hard to tell when. But the most consistent lately has been Jaden Reed. Uh, he's been the wide receiver 26 in fantasy points per game since his bye week. He's been even more hot over the last three weeks as the wide receiver 16 in fantasy points per game over that span. Uh, so he's like a low-end wide receiver three play most weeks, I would say. And, you know, this week, next week with all these teams on bye, you know, he's definitely going to be in play for sure. Um you know, he's also getting some carries out of the backfield. He's been effective on those as well. The Packers go up the Chiefs, go up against the Chiefs this week. The Chiefs have been good against perimeter wide receivers, but Reed runs more than 75% of his routes out of the slot. So he would be the Packers wide receiver to play this week if you need one. Curtis Samuel, another wide receiver you can pick up. He's another one of those guys. You know, all of Washington's receivers are likely rostered. Terry McLaurin is the wide receiver you want there, but between Samuel and Jahan Dotson, I think Samuel's been the more reliable one. The only time Dotson did his thing, like lately, was in weeks eight and nine when Samuel was banged up, right? In week eight against Philly, and then, you know, he missed week nine, and Dotson was able to do his thing. But uh, Samuel's route participation went back up in week 12 this past Sunday after being limited for the previous four games. He had that toe injury, uh, but he ended up with a 27% target share. He went nine for 100 on 12 targets, you know, against the Cowboys, right? And, and they've been playing well against slot receivers. So this is a, a pretty, pretty good performance here, right? They get Miami now, a, a game where they're going to have to throw the ball. Miami's going to score. Uh, you know, especially against Washington, right? And the slot is a neutral matchup for Samuel. Um, you know, he'll end up staying away from Jalen Ramsey, who's been exclusive to the right side of the defense, Xavier Howard, who's been exclusive to the left side of the defense. So I would say that, you know, he is a low-end wide receiver three flex play in this matchup with a little bit of a, a you know, a little bit of an upgrade in full PPR leagues. Josh Palmer's eligible to return this week. You know, we have no idea if he'll be back or not, but I am stashing him either way. He's been pretty reliable for Justin Herbert since Mike Williams has gone down. Uh, he was a borderline wide receiver, too, for fantasy from that point until he got hurt. So if he can continue to do that once he's healthy, you got yourself a solid wide receiver three on what should be a solid offense. The thing is, you know, Justin Herbert, you know, needs him, right? All he has is Keenan Allen. And it's crazy how bad Quentin Johnson has been I was not high on Johnson as a prospect, but damn, this is just bad. The opportunity has been bigger than ever with a quarterback who can sling it. 
And it's not just the drops, right? Usually drops aren't a sticky stat. But when it's a player who had concerns about being a body catcher is dropping passes, it's definitely more alarming. And more importantly, among 109 wide receivers who have 30 or more targets this year, Quinton Johnson ranks 106th in yards per route run. Okay, he's pretty much dead last at, at this point. So if you look at Matt Harmon's reception perceptions, if you look at Matt Harmon's reception perception midseason charting of Quinton Johnson, his success rate on routes run are historically bad. So if you can get out in Dynasty while you can, I would. If you have league mates who think, oh, it's just his rookie year, he'll get better, he's still a first-round pick. Remember Devontae Adams? He was bad his rookie year too. Yeah, you know, I, I'm not betting on him making that type of turnaround. It, it usually doesn't happen. Some Dynasty leagues, it might be too late. But if I can get a second-round rookie pick for him, I would do that. I would just move on. Jamari Douglas is a solid way for wire pickup this week. This dude is a good receiver, and he's overcoming a, a really bad situation in New England. Starting in Week 7, six targets, then seven targets, then seven targets. Good, right? Oh, okay, like nine targets in Week 10, then nine targets in Week 12. A at least five catches in his last four games. At least 17% target share over his last five games. And then 36% and 26% target share over his last two games, right? That's all according to FantasyLife.com's utilization report. And now he gets the Chargers in week 13. Great matchup. That floor should be there. And he might have a little bit more upside this week because of the matchup. And you, and you talk about a dynasty buy. He's one you can get for cheap, you know? Throw a rookie third at him, you know, maybe with a little bit of an add-in or whatever. But I think he's a good player. It's hard to overlook the quarterback situation and offense in New England, but it's not a, a huge factor for me in Dynasty when it comes, you know, when it's it seems clear as day that the Patriots will be moving on from this quarterback situation next year, right? So I, I like to bet on young talent in Dynasty, and so far it's looking good for Douglas. So far it's looking good for Douglas. He's only behind Rashi Rice, Puka Nakua, and Tank Dell in yards per route run this year, and he's over two yards per route run so far in his rookie year, and that's the magic number we need to see. He's also ran the minimum 250 routes we need to see to care about that magic number, right? So, uh, and also, if you look at Matt Harmon's midseason reception perception rookie charting, it gives him some pretty solid grades, okay? So he can separate. He has success on his routes. So it's good to see that the film matches the numbers, okay? Uh, PFF also has him graded pretty well as the fourth highest graded rookie wide receiver, it won't take a lot to acquire him, so I would inquire to see what I can get him for. If you need a tight end, I mentioned Frymuth earlier. He should be your priority on the waiver wire after his overall tight end one finish on Sunday. He didn't even get a full route participation, but he still ended up with 35% target share, nine catches on 11 targets for 120 yards. Matt Canada is gone. Frymuth was someone I was high on coming into the year. Definitely not as bullish on him now after his relatively slow start to the season before he got hurt, but maybe with Canada gone, he can flourish. Remember, this this offense looked pretty good. 400 yards total, right? Pretty good for this offense. The usage in the Bears' backfield was very interesting. With Deontay Foreman out, I assume that Khalil Herbert would take control of the early down snaps and be the primary runner, you know, between him and Roshan Johnson, and that and that Roshan would complement him as the primary pass catching running back. Herbert seemed to have won the job like in week back in week four when he was on the field for 78% of snaps. He got hurt in week five. He was out for a while. And then after Foreman got hurt last week, Herbert was the primary back. But last night, 75% of snaps for Roshan Johnson, 
15 total opportunities. He outcarried Herbert 11 to 6, caught all five of his targets for 40 yards, and now we're just confused going into, into the Bears' bye week. Uh, literally any of these three running backs can emerge as the guy in Week 14 in a tough matchup against Detroit. You know, maybe we're in a full-blown committee here, probably nothing in between, but, you know, you kind of have to take note of this in case, you know, this usage for Roshan is here to stay, right? His pass-blocking ability, definitely a reason, you know, he'll be seeing the field a lot, right? There was one play where he took on two blitzing defenders and knocked them on their ass on Monday night. So, you know, he should be rostered without, you know, extremely high expectations. You know, you guys know how I feel about Roshan Johnson as a talent. I think he was one of the better running backs, you know, coming into the league this year. Uh, but yeah, if I if I if I thought he had a you know this had a huge chance of sticking in terms of this utilization for Roshan, he'd be my number one, number one waiver wire pickup this week. You know, and if you need a running back, maybe he is still. Uh, you know, I might prioritize him in that scenario. But uh, you know, this backfield is kind of all over the place. We kind of don't know what to expect right now. Uh, I'm going to ask you for a 10-second favor here. Most of you who listen to this show all the time are not subscribed or are not following the podcast on your podcast app. And, and just by doing that, you're supporting us more than you know. Uh, if you can take a second just to follow the podcast and hit subscribe, that would mean a whole lot. And it just gives us more resources to be able to make this show the best that we can make it. Appreciate you guys. Our sponsor for this episode is Better Vision. It's an app that allows you to keep track of all of your bets in one place. If you have accounts on all of these different sports books, you have to switch between them to see whether you're up or not. You lose track of where you play certain bets, and it gets confusing, but not anymore, not with Better Vision. All of your bets are tracked in one place, and not only that, the best part is Better Vision will let you know which betting platforms have the best odds for certain bets. All right, so if you like a play, normally you would look through all of your apps one by one to see what which one has the best odds, uh, and then you end up playing on that app. But why not have a side-by-side -side comparison all on one screen within one app, and then you just click on the bet that you want to make within Better Vision, and you're good to go. Okay, go check it out. It's completely free. Go to bettervision.us or go to the App Store and search Better Vision. That's better with an O, so B-E-T-T-O-R Vision in the App Store today. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr., uh, he's outperformed his opportunities this year. He had a shoulder injury coming into this game on Sunday night. It's hard for me to tell whether he would have got more playing time if he wasn't banged up or if he played his normal role because he only ran around on 33% of dropbacks. He's still got an 18% target share, though. Uh, we didn't see his route participation go above 66% since week one. And it hasn't been that high since week nine. Uh, but the target share has been solid. When he's on the field, he's being targeted at a 22% rate. And over the last four weeks, he's, it's been at a 30% you know, rate per route run. So if his playing time goes up, we could see some upside from him. If you're looking like for the upside, like later on, playoff time, like out of all the wide receivers I just mentioned, I think he would be the upside play, right? He would be the one to grab, especially when you, when you consider his rest of season schedule, right? He got the Rams, Jaguars, 49ers, Dolphins, not bad at all. Uh, Texans wide receivers, like I, I don't think Noah Brown can emerge as, emerge as a target ahead of Tank Dell or Nico Collins, but the way that this Texans offense is operating with the way CJ Stroud is elevating his receivers, I think Brown has the chance of being an upside flex play you know, even with Dell and Collins in the lineup, right? Like expect volatility, but I think that he might have another game or two in him, right? Where he's actually, you know, worth starting. So, you know, the matchups out of the slot for him aren't great. Like just keep that in mind. So, you know, if you're picking him up, like just know that like the matchups aren't ideal for him moving forward.
Uh, I, I talked about Juwan Johnson. If you need a tight end, uh, there are a lot of injuries to pass catchers on the Saints right now. Juwan Johnson should be able to benefit. Uh, if Pat Frymouth isn't available, I think Johnson is solid consolation. 19% target share on Sunday, 85% route participation, very solid numbers, uh, which makes a solid startable tight end, right? Uh, Detroit's a plus matchup for tight ends. If you remember, there was a lot of chemistry between Carr and Juwan Johnson during training camp, and then Johnson got hurt in week three. He hasn't been full-time since, uh, you know, until this past Sunday, right? So that's good to see. Maybe Juwan can have a solid rest of the season here. I have Greg Dortch as a short-term ad just in case just in case you need a wide receiver and Michael Wilson is out again. He saw eight and nine targets over the last two weeks. Uh, he's got it done as a top 30 finisher as a wide receiver both weeks. So if Michael Wilson's out again, I think I would play Greg Dortch as like a low-end wide receiver three, uh, especially if you're hurting with buys. But he has Pittsburgh this week, so it's not a mat- bad matchup at all. Uh, Antonio Gibson, you know, is that like PPR, RB3 flex play that you can throw in in your lineup in a pinch. Uh, it might be worth noting that the Dolphins this week are allowing the least receptions to running backs per game in case you're thinking about playing Gibson this week. But he's still in play if you're desperate at the position or if you're desperate in your flex. Uh, Ty Chandler, you know, is a potential pickup here. Alexander Madison still led the Vikings backfield last night. He played on 63% of snaps. He outtouched Chandler 12 to 6. Is there a chance Chandler takes over at some point? Maybe after this bye week? It's possible. Right, like the split did get tighter this week than it was in week eleven. So Chandler does have that going for him. Keep in mind that Chandler has the bye week, you know, this week, and then you know we'll see, you know, and then he's going to see Vegas and Cincinnati the week after. So two good matchups. He could be serviceable for those, even if he's not the guy. Right, he might get fifty percent of touches. That still could be flex worthy. Uh, let's see, Elijah Moore would be another pickup if you need a wide receiver. Amari Cooper is bang, was banged up last week. Uh, he might miss time with a rib injury. We'll see. But either way, Elijah Moore target shares of 23%, 18%, and 22% over the last three weeks. Solid matchup against the Rams out of the slot this week if you need a PPR flex spot. If you're in a standard league, I might not bother. Jalen Hyatt had his breakout game, five catches for 109 yards. He has the bye this week, but he gets the Packers once the Giants come out of the bye. Is he playable in the matchup? Like, I need to see more personally, and I'm not necessarily buying into this offense, um, right? Because the Giants, you know, obviously are not good. And then also the Patriots that they just went up against, you know, they've been pretty susceptible to some deep plays, right? So we'll see. Uh, I think for now, Hyatt's a good bench dash just to see if he can build on this past performance. And then another bench dash, Jamison Williams, right? I continue to stash him. He's not getting overloaded with targets or anything but he's been above 60 percent route participation each of the last two weeks we've seen him make more big plays lately um at least one last two games so there's some upside here like not really startable for me right now but he's a stash play and he can pop at any point a couple quarterback streamers who are available in less than 60 percent of leagues russell wilson against houston this week he's been pretty solid you know there's there's been a lot of shit talk around russell wilson and that has really quiet, quieted down, right? Uh, five straight wins for the Broncos. And by the way, he has good matchups the rest of the way if you're in quarterback trouble. Houston, Chargers, Lions, New England, Chargers again in championship week. So great stretch of games here for Russ if you need a streamer the rest of the way. The good thing about Russ is that even though he might not have the ceiling, the floor is pretty rock solid, okay? If he's not available, Derek Carr against Detroit, only if Chris Olave plays. Otherwise, I'm good. 
Uh, and then Gardner Minshew against Tennessee can work out as well. Uh, and, that, and that's about it, to be honest with you. Like it, it, the quarterback streamers aren't ideal. A few of them have pretty tough matchups this week. But our, our full rankings for week 13 will be up very soon. Uh, UpperHandFantasy.com. Make sure to check that out. Our newsletter has been going out every single morning uh, for free. So make sure you sign up at UpperHandFantasy.com as well. Let's make that last playoff push, guys. You know, let's get into the playoffs. Let's win those fantasy championships. Uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. We'll be back tomorrow with some matchups, you know, going into week 13. We'll talk soon. Take it easy. Bye-bye. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 